Hi everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee. I'm Cedric Papa. Hi, I'm Jenny. We're back! <laughs> Again! Yay! It's been a while. It has. has it? No. <laughs> no? No. I mean, in the sense that... <laughs> okay, we haven't all recorded together in a while, depending on where you hear this right. in the con. Yeah. <laughs> the timeline. Yeah. And All today, right. uh, we have a special guest. Uh, their name is Andy. And uh, please uh, excuse my... Um, my uh, because this person right here is a huge, amazing ball of fire. Yes. And this person is non-binary. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so please forgive me in advance. It's okay. Andy, no worries. Um, that is her name. And Their name. Their, their name. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> I just did it. Uh, just anyone listening, that's going to happen a lot. So this episode, we just bear with us. Yeah. So uh, we're learning. Yeah, we're, we're definitely learning because this is a very, it's a new generation. It's a new era. And I really like the whole uh, new, you know, new archetype, the new, um, how they're just, they're just amazing type of people as well in their own types of beliefs. Now, the interesting, what I want to share about Andy is that she is a songwriter. They, they are a songwriter, a dancer, and they um, are an advocate for mental health, gender, anxiety, and dance therapy. Not only that, she has they, they have performed on Raw, Cypher Connection, and not, last but not least, they are also part of the outer class dance team. Yeah, outer class. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, without further ado, I'm glad you're here with us. Thank Andy. you for having Yay, me. Thank, thank you. you. Yay. <laughs> thank you guys. Awesome. Thankful to be here. Yeah. So, um, our first question for you, Andy: What events led you to feel your sense of disconnection? Um, I mean, I think that. Um, there can be many facets to why I feel disconnected both externally and internally. Um, I mean, internally, whether I'm struggling with, you know, my direction in life or my gender or, you know, dealing with a really rough day mentally, um, it can really cause me to feel isolated just because you're stuck in your head and you're stuck in those patterns of thinking. Um, and then externally, if, you know, something happens that knocks me off my roots, if, if an unexpected event comes along or, you know, if someone says something the wrong way to me or, you know, has criticized me or makes me feel like I'm not included or like not seen, um, obviously that can cause a lot of inner turmoil again, like kind of turning it back to the inwards. Um, you know, it's all about, uh, what inside of us can lead us to be our most true authentic selves and whatever that may be whether it's like movement or just being out about your um your truth and your honesty um i think that when things come along that kind of shake that up it, it leaves me feeling like um i'm not quite sure how to you know put myself together in a way that i can i can be connected and honest about mm -hmm. what i really what i really admire is that you know whatever you've been going through I really like how you always give your hundred percent on everything, even though it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it is. I always feel this energy from you, yeah. uh, whether it be you know practicing in dance team, whether you perform, whether it be um, um, you know just being yourself when you're around us. Um, I really enjoy that energy with you, regardless. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Um, I, I mean, uh, can I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to add on to that too. Cause, uh, Andy's such a distinct person and such a rare treasure in a lot of different, like in places that I've been through, like I've never seen someone who can just like bring such light to things like, uh, and at the same time, like is, and, and like what I'm learning more and more like, uh, from you, Andy is like, you have like, a, like the way that you the way that essentially I see you um, comes from like a place that maybe at times may feel like it shouldn't be but you had, you persevere for that and you you kind of take uh, great lengths to be that person and to, to, to strive for that and that's really inspiring to see so Andy I, I just it's it's such an honor really is the word I want to say to, to be privileged about that and like to understand like oh like uh, despite the days that we're having or the disconnections we're feeling like there's someone out there trying to like look out for us or like be something like to to look forward to so that's really really nice appreciate yeah, it of course <laughs> i mean like what's really crazy you've been through a huge amount of storm like for the past weeks or so mm-hmm. you know um is um is there anything that you want to share during those events that kind of led you to this point um yeah i mean Man, really, like, the storm could be traced back a couple years ago, <laughs> really. Uh-huh. Um, I think as soon as I started college, like, things really just took a turn for not the worst, but, like, a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like, you know, um, my freshman year of college, like, I was forced into a degree that I didn't want um, via financial guilt. Um, I was almost disowned by my family. I was in this abusive roommate situation. Then I moved from that to being pressured into a marriage that I didn't want to be in. And from that, enduring that for three years, and then recently getting a divorce and moving to a bad house, and then moving out of that house to a new house, and then from that house having it being flooded and having all these other issues recently come up. And um, I was talking to Mitch and Jenny about this recently, but I think something that happened... um, within the last couple of weeks, especially. I mean, I've, I've felt this accumulating over the past couple of years, but um, I think just when the hardships had kept, you know, stacking and stacking and stacking when you needed them to really level out, I kind of came to a point where I, I looked at myself and I realized, like, if I don't change the way I react to these adversities, because they keep coming, like, I, I keep fighting and then things keep happening. And I realized that if I don't, adjust the way I talk to myself and I move through these periods of struggles like I'm either going to like you know metaphorically emotionally die right now or I'm going to die miserable later because I will have continued to move through these struggles with you know no gentleness to myself with no forgiveness to myself or kindness when in reality those struggles are when we need it the most like when we need to look at ourselves and be like okay like the things that are happening are not connected to who I am. Like mm-hmm. I am separate from these experiences and this pain and these hardships and like the core of who I am has not changed no mm-hmm. matter what life throws my way. Mm-hmm. And so I think very, very recently I've I've just come into like a new kind of like tone with myself and with my experiences. And I think I've, I've really had to because of what has been going on recently. Wow. Like... Yeah, like I just I just felt all that. Especially like I remember when you posted that um the house, the picture of the house that was, you know, flooded on on um on the band app. 
and like I was pretty worried um like I, I actually felt you know pretty mm-hmm. anxious that's why I called you up you know just making mm-hmm. sure that you're okay and, mm-hmm. and everything like that um but but wow like what was the most interesting thing throughout all that situation was that you were you still showed up which which I find very admirable you know mm-hmm. um what do you think has been the most huge accomplishment that stood out for you when you were fighting this um this issue um I think for me the thing that you know these recent problems have really highlighted for me is at the beginning of this year I I really took it upon myself to recognize that you know I have finally cut um these toxic situations out of my life these toxic people out of my life and you know I can say like in all my life leading up to this like I've had people take control over my life like Mm -hmm. whether it was my family whether it was my partners or my situations like I've let that dictate everything about me Mm -hmm. like about Mm -hmm. how I feel about what I'm doing about my abilities even Mm -hmm. um but I think recently kind of coming into the light where I've taken responsibility and ownership over my own actions and my own choices and my own life really Mm -hmm. I've at the beginning of this year, I really, really dedicated myself to building that momentum and building that foundation of like, you know, I have to do this because no one else is going to do this for me. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, because I made it a habit to speak to myself in this way and to like forge these, I don't know, movement mechanisms. um, Once everything kind of hit the fan, uh, you know, it really knocked me over and I was in pain. I was feeling it everywhere. But these things that I had worked to solidify within myself really carried me through. Like once, like I was like, oh, like I can't make it through this week. I can't make it through this day. I can't make it through this hour. But then as soon as I like got through it, I realized like, okay, I still have this fire in me. Like I still have this drive, this hunger to be good, to to do things and to like have movement and purpose in my life and not just to let these um these hardships like keep me stagnant and keep me um complacent I'm not complacent but like you know just being like ah oh, well here's another reason why I'm, I'm just unsuccessful because you know I keep trying and you know every time I get somewhere I get pushed back and it's a sign that you know maybe this isn't the right thing for me but then you know as soon as I make it cross that threshold like things happen in my life opportunities present that show me like okay like no this is okay like mm-hmm. as soon as you made it through you were reminded of like why you're here and why you're doing the things you're doing mm-hmm. and so i think yeah like the importance of like having that internal dialogue and having that resolution within yourself has has become like really evident in my life absolutely i, I agree especially um I remember this one time, um, like during one of our practices, she showed me um, a text uh, from this one girl. What was it, Kiki? Or do you love me? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's exactly how that should that conversation. Yeah. Right it's like, do you like Kiki? And like, do you love me? Like, <laughs> do you? And then someone should just be playing the song in the back. <laughs> Um, but regardless of the person, um, what was it that I showed you? Um, it was something about because uh, like it was it was um so, it, it was so, like something cipher, cipher connection right? It was mm. a, it was that thing where it was, you it was something in Long Beach that um 
they were talking about like they wanted to see you perform or something like oh, that. Oh, it was a local business owner that reached out and was like trying to ask me to um, find a studio because they had had people coming through. It's a it's a LGBTQIA um, oh, focused yeah. studio, okay. and so okay. they were asking me like, "Hey, we have people coming through the studio asking for like dance teachers, asking for people who can like, you know, facilitate movement, facilitate this kind of like ac- like activity." And they didn't have anyone, and they saw me on Instagram and were just like, "Do you teach in Long Beach? Like, I know you live there." And I was like, "No, like I I haven't really found a studio yet." And they're like, "Ah, come on through. Like, we know dancers. Like, we'll we'll help set you up with a studio. Like, or we have space. Like." It's not, like, obviously a studio space, but they have a huge back area where they said you could have, like, little workshops for free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was super exciting. Yeah, because, like, I just really love that how, like, literally opportunity just presented to you, mm-hmm. you know, throughout, throughout, like, you just kept putting yourself out there, which was completely amazing to me. So I really, really loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, anything you guys wanted to add on with that? No, I think... I mean, we kind of touched on it, but I think really having that resolve is something to kind of keep in mind. And also, like, not being as reactive is kind of something that I've been working on, mm. too. It just, like, I feel like I don't, I'm not, like, a fast mover, so I don't, like, make drastic decisions and, like, like, change certain things but I'm very reactive with my emotions Mm. so like if something hits me like it hits me really hard yeah um and it can't usually start kind of like a mental down Mm. spiral um so that's something I've been trying to like get a hold on like just kind of take a step back and think about it more um and to your point that's kind of like what you really need to do Mm -hmm. in life and everything it's just like nope we just got to get through it like no matter what I'm getting through it and like having that determination um but also to Alex's point like you've been working so hard and the good things do present themselves Mm -hmm. you know and but I also think you have to be in the right mindset to see that yeah yeah Um, definitely Um, yeah because opportunities like if you're putting yourself out there in whatever facet that is um compelling you like people will see it and like it takes that kind of like push past your own mental blocks to be able to do that like I know that like every time I teach a class I'm still anxious every Mm -hmm. time I go to a class I'm still nervous like every time I even at rehearsal I'm nervous like Mm -hmm. I still have that in me just because I'm a very nervous anxious person Mm -hmm. but realizing that like okay, like, yes, I am uncomfortable and I'm scared, but, like, if I don't do this, like, all I've gained is comfort. Mm. I have not gained any growth. Mm. And so pushing past that feeling of discomfort and pushing past that feeling of, like, fear and just getting yourself out there, I've really learned that, like, with everything in life, with every skill, with every fear, with everything, like, it's just about repetition Mm. that's the only thing that confidence can be built on it's not about skill it's not about Mm it it's about your exposure to it and like the more that you are familiar with something the more you will be comfortable with it and then from there like things will fall into place Mm -hmm. but if you don't nothing will because you haven't allowed yourself the space for things to fall like you're just closing yourself off so Mm -hmm. like that's some that's i that's one of like the most important traits of um 
of human you know characteristics is, is bravery the real definition of bravery is actually what you just what you just said right there literally facing whatever you need to face whether you're anxious whether you're scared whatever you're um holding yourself back that you're still willing to do it regardless mm -hmm. and that's something that i feel that's super super important it, that needs to be said is that um in in situations like where things are trying to stop you and all these things um that's how bravery is built is by actually facing it uh, having those internal fears mm -hmm. you know, that people think bravery and fear is the absolute opposite of each other but it's the funny thing is that they're what helps um grow bravery in its own essence mm. so yeah yeah i like to think about um lobsters lobsters when i when i'm scared um lobsters and other you know, hard exoskeleton crustaceans, yeah. whatever. Oh. Um, because they don't know when it's time to change shells or time to molt until they are uncomfortable. Like, they don't know when to grow bigger until they're pushing against their limits. And once oh. they feel constricted and they feel pain and they feel discomfort, that's when they know, like, okay, now, like, there's something holding me back and I have to shed it all and then grow a new skin literally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i think about that i'm just like okay like am i gonna stay a small lobster or do i want to be a big lobster and like oh, the only yeah. way to be a big ass lobster is if i shed my skeleton but that'll only happen if i recognize when i am uncomfortable uh -huh. and when is the appropriate time to push through mm. dude i i, I think I that's love important that. yeah. Yeah. I love just that. gave me another reason to love lobsters yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> Yeah. Um, like I, besides their big buttery tails. <laughs> no, 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 no. We leave the lobsters where they are. Like, I think the, the, love, the, the love, the, the love the, the distinction of love here is just funny because it's like, it's like that's why I love lobsters. In my mind, I'm like to eat. No, <laughs> I know. I'm a vegetarian. I know, I know. We leave then, the lobsters where they are. You're like, yeah, buttery tails. Buttery big old tails and their claws. This is all gone so wrong. <laughs> Oh, well, I have one thing I, I kind of want to ask. Yeah. Uh, so, like, um, I'm kind of having, um, I, I, I contemplate this a lot, and I think you would have the most experience in helping me understand maybe an answer to this question. Like, uh, I have an issue sometimes understanding um, toxic people because, mm. like, I don't know when someone's going to be toxic to me mm. until they've done the damage that they've done. Oh. Mm. And so it's like when you know, it's like you, you recognize, like, like, like you're eating food and then you finally realize, oh no, I'm allergic and I'm yeah. going to die. <laughs> or like, it's like you until like, and so it's like, but then with food, it's easier because it's like, it's been this, just this one thing and I can understand. But with people, because they're so complex mm. and nuanced, are there like, for you, like, I, I, I try to simplify, like simplify, like, are there like, for you, what are things that are toxic to you mm. when it comes to like relationships with like people and Ooh. forcing you to maybe having to like disengage or disconnect with them or because mm -hmm. that's always a hard decision for yeah. me like to say like i can't be around you anymore mm -hmm. you know for the, your behaviors and stuff like that Ooh, yeah i've actually been like mulling over this a lot lately because um like growing up in life like i always had like a savior complex where it's like you don't judge anyone and because of that you want to help everyone you see mm -hmm. the good in everyone mm -hmm. and because of that you let everyone into your space and because of that i was repeatedly taken advantage of repeatedly hurt repeatedly had my kindness and like my compassion for people like just used against me mm -hmm. um 
and I think it's only um, it's been really recently when I've cut ties with like really toxic bosses with really manipulative people in my life that like sometimes you really can't know but mm. like the most important thing you can do I think the two things is like knowing what you need to grow even if it's like something that's like pushing against you like finding someone that will like bring out your worst qualities so you can face them but also like having a healthy um observation of people and their values like really upfront, like asking people hard questions and like asking them like about themselves and where they stand on themselves and again like sometimes you really don't like people can change and they mm -hmm. can like be good and then hurt you but what you can do like preventatively is just like knowing where people are in their journeys with themselves because mm. that will give you a lot of insight on how they're going to relate to you like if you notice that someone like still is like you know not talking to themselves in a very like healthy way or is you know maneuvering through situations with like a selfish intent or like you know like that's something that you can pick up on very easily because you know a lot of times like you can relate you'd be like oh yeah like you know freak that person or freak that situation i totally feel you but if you take a step back and be like okay this person is like repeatedly like only using their perspectives or is like you know casting away anyone else that's criticizing them or like providing healthy feedback like just kind of <laughs> casing the joint on each person <laughs> just like being like all right like like who what do i what kind of relationships do i need in my life and what are you gonna bring to me like i literally like when i meet new people like i mean like okay so don't judge but i I, love, I meet a lot of people on tinder not for the sake of dating but like that's that was how i met people in sure. college like, I literally was like, hey, who wants to do blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, no. Sorry. Did it spill? Oh, it's just a drop. Oh, it's just, if it's just a drop. Sorry, I'm in my cafe. Just <laughs> tumble. Anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make freaking losing it. Anyways. Um, yeah, like, something that I do very blatantly is, like, the second, like, the second time I hang out with a person, if it's not just, like, a casual friendship relationship, like, if I, if I want to get to know this person closer, I'm like, what are you looking for? Like, uh -huh. what it, what are you looking for out of me? Like, are you looking for a friendship? Are you looking for a romance? Are you looking for, like, like a, a partner, whether that's, like, creatively or, you know, emotionally? Like, what what do you need from me? Because saying that blatantly, people are just like, oh, like, I don't yeah, know. Like, no one's yeah, ever asked me that before. Right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, like, I'm in a place in my life right now where I can't just, like, be giving myself to everyone mm -hmm. like I of course I will be there for anyone who needs me but like the relationships that I let into my life like I I need to be aware of and mm -hmm. I need because I, I have been like just betrayed and like had my trust shaken and like all of these negative things come up recently and so like I'm very very selective about who I let see all of my facets and like who I let affect my inner energy mm -hmm. and so yeah, just just being upfront with people, being like, "Yo, like, I'm not here to play games. Like, I don't want to like waste time with you. Like, I'm here to grow and have you grow in your own way and grow together. Like, mm -hmm. that's all I'm looking for." You know what? That's really, really awesome that you do that because um, not a lot of people are really um, uh, 
do have that savior complex. Like I've known people who, like to be honest, when I was younger, I was like that. Like yeah, I, like I want to help everybody and everything in every way possible. But like throughout the throughout the ages and throughout you know the jobs life that I've been working at, like I had to learn to be like okay, who are the pearls and who are the swine? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to give a hundred percent of myself to those who I value the most mm-hmm. and give as very little as I can to people who don't treat me the same way as, you know, as these people do. Yeah. And I think there is a difference between like wanting to help people and letting people in to help them. Mm. Like I feel like you can help people in other ways rather than just forming a very tight relationship in which you're both leaning on each other. But like you can like even with dance, like that helps people or like, you know, speaking and speaking about your truth or speaking your like feelings like that can help people yeah but like if someone comes to you and they're like personally like help me help me like sometimes that's like not the best thing for either of you because Uh then they're asking you to be their therapist their friend their guider their mentor and Mm -hmm. like like i'm i'm not all those things you know i can't be all those things for like every person that i meet like Mm -hmm. Like, I have to be that for myself first. Like, even in, like, an airplane, like, you got to freaking breathe first and then help your kid. Like- oh, dude, I, I, <laughs> I agree with you. Like, that's something I can definitely relate to you. Like, I can't help other people. This is, this is how I feel as well, is that I don't think I can help other people if I'm unsure of myself, mm-hmm. if I can't help myself first. Yeah. And, like, that's the type of lifestyle that I've been went through, especially when I had to, you know, run away from home as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to fend for myself before I'm able to help others. Yeah. And and I'm just barely in that process where I'm giving myself to others mm-hmm. as well. Like, I feel like I'm in a comfortable spot where I can't, where I am taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Now I'm able to give that energy to other people as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I can definitely relate to you uh, on that aspect. And there was actually just one more thing that I wanted to take from you, um, mm. Andy, is that... I really like how not only are you honest with people uh, in the situations where like, hey, like I I need you to be real with me, but that's also something that not a lot of people realize is that that not only are they being honest, they're being kind to that person. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not that I'm not that right person for you if this is if if this is what you need, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't be that person for you. Like Mm -hmm. I can't be. I can't be that kind of Superman for you, you know? So I really like how that's an important aspect that you bring up is being honest and being kind. Mm -hmm. That's, that's important. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done that before. Like I've made that mistake before where like people came into my life and they seemed okay. And then like, as soon as I let them in to who I was, like they kind of unloaded their issues on me and were kind of expecting me to either give them feedback or give them an ear and I used to just again like person after person be like okay yeah I'm not judging anyone yeah yeah I'll be here for you since no one else is but I realized like that can be toxic to them too because if I'm not taking care of myself and I'm like I'm trying to be their rock and Mm -hmm. if I'm unstable like that's going to cause them pain too Mm -hmm. because then they're looking to me for something that I can't give Mm -hmm. right it's a it's like saying like like um, why don't you have the answer to this when, like, literally, I just told you everything that that you needed to know about me, you know? Mm-hmm. And reality is, is that I'm not you, though. Yeah. You know. I I think this is it's because as I'm hearing this conversation, it it reminds me like because Andy, like, you have such a unique understanding and compassion for people that it you it's like they people have a hard time like to resist that they're like drawn to it and they think like they want to fill in 
all of these like oh like andy understands like therefore like andy can help mm-hmm. right uh like it seems like andy's fine and like andy 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 andy's been through she or uh, and they you've been describing the pain exactly how i understand mm-hmm. it and therefore and you and you're like you're doing great so uh, as as they perceive yeah, yeah. it and they're like and they're just gonna dump and they're gonna dump and then that's the thing like i, I once um my ex-girlfriend and if you listen to the podcast it's like <laughs> half the things i talk about <laughs> my ex like um she had or she had a hard time understanding this um this thing where she wanted me to be like very honest with her but like on her terms like Mm. whatever you're feeling just straight up tell me because she would do the same thing for me but she what she didn't really understand is like every time i had to say those things to her right to kind of reveal that it hurt me to say that to her Mm. like so it's like yeah it's like um it's like it's, I know it's what you want and I wish I had learned how to be, be honest and like that skill set of being honest with the person and still being okay with what you just said is like really important. It's like being able to advocate for yourself without but like toning that fine line because every like every time I had to say things, I felt terrible. Mm. Like it's like you're not fulfilling me on this, you're not doing this on this. Mm. And so but when someone, right? is in a unique position to understand like their 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 turmoil, their pain. Um, you give like you provide this sort of sanctuary. Of course they're gonna they just bring it's like, oh my they're just gonna bring the, all the yeah, luggage I feel, with them. I feel like I'm the I'm the conveyor belt <laughs> yeah. at the airport. People are just like dump <laughs> yeah. like, oh, right, this one's working. Package. This one's working. I'm just gonna Yeah, and then it's like yeah, and then it's just like and I, it's tough because I think what's problematic is like you don't you don't want to stop being good to that person, mm-hmm. but then you realize like I can't continue to be this level of good because mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's so much for any person to really take and then yeah. you're just like like I it's like you understand but at the same time you're like because I understand like I know that like I can't give you those things that you're yeah looking for. I, I yeah I've, I've had to come to realize like just because I know how you're feeling doesn't mean that I have to save you because like that's mm-hmm. not how it's gonna help you like you have to be in a place where you want to help yourself like you have to be in a place where it's not just like ah, i'm sad here fix me you have to be ready to put into in the work to fix yourself because it is a lot of personal work it takes time to heal like it takes time to change your inner narrative and your mm-hmm. reactivity and like your bad habits and i can't do that for you because i'm not in your head all day every day like i'm not going to be the person that's going to like constantly reminding you like and of course like you want like, yeah you want to mm-hmm. you because you know you know right. how bad it is and right. like i'm like okay well because i've learned how to speak to myself because i i've overcome it like i want to help you overcome it too but like you really have to just be aware of like where you are where the other person is and like how you give yourself to mm-hmm. them and like how you can best give yourself in a way that's like also gonna push them to help themselves mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an important thing to bring that you brought up. It's it's a it's the importance of using being conscious of yeah you are dealing with these issues, but also be consciously making that effort. Mm-hmm. I that's um that's something that's um I learned you know throughout my years is that um is that it's there you know like you you know it's there that that you you are dealing with these issues but you don't make the conscious effort of actually taking care of that situation mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for you or for that issue in that, in that in that situation yeah i've come to realize the very important difference of 
intention and action Mm. you can have intention for years you can be like oh like i'm gonna better myself i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that like i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna get happy i'm gonna do all these things but like the only thing that will change it i mean of course your perspective and your thoughts around those things are very very like vital but the thing that will change it is changing your habits and changing what you do about it because like you can have the same mental reaction you can sit there and you can analyze like why am i feeling this way like once i figure it out like then i'll know what to do but it won't help you because you can just go down a rabbit hole of trying to decipher yourself when we're really more like we're so complex like everyone has so many facets of their history that affect who they are now Mm -hmm. and the only thing that will have you progress is if you say like okay where am i right now and what can i do to help that like what can i do to change that will actually bring quantifiable like results oh yeah and based on that like yeah because like getting into your head like you'll always be spiraling down a hole but like if you just look at the facts and like look at like okay concretely these are the things i know i know that i'm in this position and this is what i want to do so this is what i have to do to get it like it won't happen via thought only it has to take both action and thought yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's a good point too because even if you if you think of something and you're like oh yes if i change this aspect then i'll be happier yeah it doesn't work because then you'll get stuck you'll still get stuck in the same thought patterns. But if you only get stuck in the thought patterns or like, oh, if I just figure it out, like once I figure it out, I'll be fine. Then you get stuck in that and mm-hmm. you never create the action. So it, yeah. it really is important that you need both. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for bringing yeah, that up. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this kind of, my question kind of goes along with sort of what we've been talking about. Um, how do you differentiate when you've actually disconnected from something and when you just need to disengage from like that situation um and like or how do you i guess how do you tell the difference um i think well in your um disengagement are you thinking about like action or like removing yourself like are you thinking about like disengagement is like okay like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act on this like for example like disconnection in a dance class like mm-hmm. you can be like okay like I don't feel like myself like I don't feel like connected to this but you can still be engaged mm-hmm. and like have the action or do you mean like disengage like all right pull the lever let's get out of this and get in the escape pod like mm, that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, like, contemplating it, too. Like, I think for me, like, yeah, there are, like, situations where it's important, I think, sometimes to disengage from something, right? Yeah. To not, like... To not engage with yeah, it. Yeah, not to, ena- like, maybe enable a situation to get worse mm-hmm. or to debilitate. And then, like, but and then but then it's, like, the difference between, like, I need to take a break or I need to quit. Mm. And, and, yeah. and then, so it's, like, understanding, like, oh, when do I feel, like, I'm... I'm disconnected i can never really like i just i don't i can never do it and then like disengage like i'm actively stepping away from this because mm. i you know like I, I have other things to do or like i can't i know myself well enough to know that i can't mm-hmm. help and stuff yeah. like that mm. well one thing that has helped me to disengage from the biggest things in my life i.e like my marriage or bad jobs mm-hmm. like a list 
literally like nothing hit me like I had been thinking like oh this is bad like you know I need to change things like this things would be better but literally being like okay what will I get from this and what is it taking from me Mm. because like once I saw it on paper like once you kind of visualize like okay like this relationship or this circumstance or anything like and once you like literally because if you can name a hundred reasons why it's hurting you and only two reasons why you should stay like Mm -hmm. that'll be like all right like once it's out in front of you you're like all right well this doesn't make sense for me to stay here anymore to like continue Mm -hmm. to like engage and like pour myself into this and um yeah literally just like verbalizing it and like just like thinking about it from an outside perspective being like all right what, what if my friend came to me and was like hey like my boyfriend um, calls me fat and he doesn't take me out and he, um, you know, he doesn't, uh, <laughs> like, he doesn't support my passion. He doesn't do this. But he's really nice and he has a really nice car. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, let's write, let's write that down. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. It's, you have to, like, you literally have to talk to yourself as if you're, like, someone that you love and you're just like, come on, like, all right, like, like, because... Again, like if it's just in your head, like it's all just floating around in your brain soup. But once once you kind of shove it out there, you're like, all right, like this mm-hmm. is not serving me in the way that I need it to. Mm-hmm. And it's not like for the amount that I'm putting into it, it's not giving me back like mm-hmm. what it should for me mm-hmm. to stay. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like that can really help for like the more subtle things too. Mm-hmm. Like actually seeing it kind of added up on paper because if it's just stuck in your head, like oh, it makes me feel this way when he says this and he says that quite often. Or like, oh, she kind of puts me down every Mm -hmm. time I do this, but it's something that I really like. You know, those Mm -hmm. things where it's like, but they're such a nice person and they do these things for me. Um, So like having that kind of thing Mm -hmm. written down where you're like actually recognizing your feelings, that can, I think that can really help too. Mm -hmm. People forget, I mean... I'm all for the digital age, but there's like a special kind of magic and more like cognizant. I I feel like it makes me more present when I put things down pen and paper or pencil and paper. Yeah, literally any way that helps you like quantify the things going on. Like whether it's like recording yourself talking and just stream a Mm -hmm. thought and then Mm -hmm. listening to it again or like writing it down or texting it or typing it or telling a friend. Like honestly, talking to someone that you look up to and that you trust and telling them your circumstances, like hearing it, when you hear yourself saying these things to a person that you don't want to hear bad, like you don't want to say bad things to, like you wouldn't mm-hmm. want them to hear these things about you, that like, it makes you face your reality. It mm-hmm. makes you be like, oh snap, like I've just been like enduring all these hardships for the sake of, oh, well, this is a good opportunity or oh, well, they're nice and they give me these like things. Like right. it makes you face it and be like, okay, like this is the weight of what's happening mm-hmm. and like why why the positivities don't cancel out the negatives. They both exist in their own realms and you have to weigh them. Wow. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I've really never seen it like that. I, I always thought like it, it, like the whole situation is like, well, her positive weighs more than the negatives, mm-hmm. you know? But sometimes there are situations where both of them are both positive and negative, mm-hmm. you know? In that situation, like 
what do you think would be a, a better decision in that situation if they both weigh similarly the same? Would you would you consider the negatives more important or would you consider the positives more important in that situation? I mean, it really depends on like what they are. Like oh, if, you're right. If the negatives are like, oh, well, you know, it's like uncomfortable or like, oh, this is like not something I'd normally do or something that I'm not you know, versed in or anything like that. Like, I feel like once once you kind of identify the negatives, then you can kind of take each one on and be like, all right, this is my relationship to it. And this is like whether or not you can tackle it. But um, if it's something that's like, oh, well, this person like causes me to question who I am or like this person oh. makes me go back on like the things I believe in uh -huh. or like this situation causes me to forfeit my values like then you can be like all right well this is definitely heavier and yeah sometimes it is really convoluted but it, it just takes like having that like ability to kind of depersonalize yourself from the situation and continually look at it and be like all right like even if it is walking a fine line is it still serving me and like you have to be able to recognize like okay like at what point will i say like this is not serving me anymore mm. yeah. and i think that's what's really important is like um when making that list when you decide to write that list it's like the language that you use mm. to talk about it when you're feeling like this person makes me feel like i like unworthy mm. or you know like i i can't i can no longer trust myself when i'm around them like mm. those are really red flag indicators oh, yeah. of something it's like as opposed to like yeah it could be like things it's like well i'm I worry about them when they stay out like yeah. late and it's like okay well that's something that like when things feel like ingrained like mm -hmm. when it starts to feel like I feel blank and you have to think like can it even be remedied because mm -hmm. there could be like one negative thing but if it really can't be remedied mm -hmm. by any means of your measure then by then it's a problem that will always exist and ergo like it'll just end up crumbling the relationship or whatever maybe you could have like they're rich they're really nice da 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 but then the one thing is like you know like our values have are never the same you mm -hmm. know and i don't feel safe with this person mm -hmm. then it's like well that's the game right like yeah. you, you there are tenants that you're looking for in, in like relationships or like at work or whatever it may be and um which force you to be like because like there'll be times where it's like you can still love a person mm -hmm. but you have to actively disengage from them yeah just because it's like and it's tough. So it's like breakups happen all the time. And I think the other person, typically the the victim, right? Their narrative spins in their head like I did something wrong. But then it's like also like they don't love me. Like you know, you know, they broke my heart. They don't really care. But sometimes it's usually the opposite, where it's like mm -hmm. I care so much about you that like, but this relationship is hurting both of us in a negative downward way. Yeah. And and, and being able to disengage from that, like. Mm -hmm it's tough because it's like um you have to have a, a level of bravery to do it mm -hmm. and then um but making that list helps you to kind of like see why it needs to be done it makes mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. and i i think yeah i've done that a couple of times and um and it's nice because once you make that list and the thing happens it forces you to reflect about how to make sure like okay what are things that really happened in that relationship on both ends like mm -hmm. the, like like on the person that you had to break up with but then also on yourself like that's what happened with me i was like like i knew i wasn't ready to to be in another relationship right away because i learned from the previous ones like the things that they they did nothing wrong but the things that they wanted i didn't value then mm. i was like why don't i like i i don't value the things and like should i be developing that in myself so mm -hmm. i was like okay 
And then figuring all that, it was, and that, and I think that what I realized the relationship between disengagement and disconnected is like you feel disconnected first. Yeah. Then you disengage from it when you realize like there's no way I can reconnect again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man. Yeah. That happened recently with me at a job that I had to leave because mm-hmm. like from the beginning I was like, okay, like this person and I have very different values. We have very different ways of communicating and operating, but like, you know, I really need this opportunity and I think that it's okay. Like, it's okay. I, I can power through this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then recently when push came to shove, this person showed me their true colors. Like the way they talked to me, the way they were responding to like what I was saying, the, the way that they, they responded to me asking for honesty and asking for, you know, vulnerability and help. It really made me be like, okay, like I don't, like I already struggle so much with not telling myself that I'm like incapable or incompetent and not enough or unworthy. Like I already tell myself these things and I already have to fight them. Like I don't want to be around a person that will literally do that to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be with a person that treats me like I'm, you know, like I'm not doing enough or that, you know, I don't have a work ethic or that I'm not passionate or responsible when I know in my heart that I am these things. Mm-hmm. And like, so I had to like finally cut ties and it was just like, it's hard, but it's like, you realize like, okay, like this was there all along. Mm-hmm. They, they just, you know, they showed it and it became that very distinct point when I had to be like, all right, like this is something I can no longer tolerate. This is something that I will not stand for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's, that's really funny. Cause like, it's like, that's a generational difference. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> like, Older generation's idea of work ethic is like you just be sad and work. Yeah, no, <laughs> and they're so, like, and then you die, and then you 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 gain enough money to retire, and then that's it, right? Yeah, and I think that like honestly, it is like a really sad byproduct of mm-hmm. our Western capitalist society, where it's like everyone has to make it on their own. Mm-hmm. You have to make it on your own. Mm-hmm. If you work hard enough, you'll make it. But working hard means sacrificing yourself for what you want to do, and I feel like our generation is just like, no. Mm-mm. The system that we're in has been designed to exploit and take from us mm-hmm. and we have to be in a place where we protect ourselves because of course like yeah you can just like work yourself until you die and get famous or whatever but i'm like is that what you want you know yeah. is that what you want to value because i had this person telling me like you know you have a terrible work ethic because you're trying to get one one class out of your five classes covered like you're not responsible because you're asking for time off when you're going through something hard and i'm just like I am allowed to need time to heal. Like, I am allowed... There's a difference between hiding away because I'm scared, because I'm uncomfortable, and needing time to figure my situation out. And the fact that that wasn't respected and that that was ridiculed and mocked, like, it is a huge generational difference because you will meet so many... (laughs) Bloomers. That that tell you... (laughs) That tell you, like, oh, like, this generation is so lazy. Like, these new, like, this new generation of millennials, like, is, like, weak, is reactive, is emotional. But it's really, like, no, we're just realizing that, like, the world we're in and the society we're in is designed to take from us. Mm-hmm. And is not kind to us back. is not designed to give to us what we give into it. Mm-hmm. And it'll continue doing that until we say not a, no more. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, to us, it's not a moral, like, good to be, like have things be taken from us consistently and just saying sure okay great like yeah nod and be happy like you know like we are the group that's like we understand our value yeah and when you when we did like you're gonna feel pushback we're gonna make terms to make sense Mm -hmm. we want to be 
treated equally in, into that partnership we're not just like drones to just like yeah. be bossed around and then yeah just shake our head and like yeah whatever you want like I mean yeah. and, and so that's that's important that, that that in a sense is like one of the biggest disconnections it's like an internet meme like yeah. it's like that okay boomer like like you feel so disconnected from and then like for me it's always been like I always try to I always try to play like advocate to the idea of like prior wisdom because maybe yeah. there are things that they may have experienced and there is that thing but then at the same time I always have to remember like they lived in a very different time oh, yeah. a different set of opportunities a different set of parameters and their wisdom is going to be based like even though they have experience they have experience in that time and exactly. certain things are not going to translate over very well yeah mm -hmm. like and you know people are embracing like their distinctions they're advocating for themselves you know mm -hmm. um and so it's very very like uh, it, again it's just like you, you you feel so disconnected at times when you're trying to connect with things it's like mm -hmm. you know like yeah i think a very important like thing to take from that is that like literally the idea of individual success in america is so propagated the idea mm -hmm. that only you can make it only you need to fend for yourself like no one's gonna help you like you need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and forge your own way when in reality that's not the way it has to be. You can be connected to people. You can help each other. You can build a network in which you're collectively working towards each other's success mm -hmm. and like, you know, fruitfulness. And it doesn't have to be like this like individual like dog eat dog mentality because that is that is the perspective used to keep people down. It's what's used to keep people fighting against one another and oh, to like yeah. view everyone else as competition or like view life as a competition and a rat race when in, in reality like there's so many more important and fulfilling facets of life that we can pursue rather than just personal success. There's I can definitely relate to that because especially when I was working um when I was in this uh conspiracy job for uh for uh, MLL marketing, mm -hmm. like that's all they thought about was everyone was a competition. Mm -hmm. Like, who made the most sales today? Oh, they would, and all the and all the people, all the salespeople would go to this manager, you know, and who or who's the best, um, or who's you know who's making the most money? They would go to this manager and mm -hmm. ask for them and them. And while the other ones were, while the other you know managers who had those salespeople who went to those other managers who were doing successfully well just that one day, mm -hmm. um was really was really painful to see because mm -hmm. it was emotionally conflicting for them as well just to see those situations mm -hmm. and and i saw that situation as well and it took me a really long time to unwind myself out of that situation to be like why did i even think of that mm -hmm. just to feed my ego mm -hmm. you know just to see how better i was just for that one split second one split moment mm -hmm. that doesn't mean anything yeah i think a lot of like previous generations is about proving your worth whereas like our current generation already knows our worth mm -hmm. it's not like we have anything to prove it's rather like okay like let's work towards something better for the next generation whereas the previous generation was working for themselves oh yeah definitely and I, I think that's and i think what's funny is like it was yeah you're right like it's compounded to this idea of like individual dreams mm -hmm. you know like and then what I think people don't realize is that you probably have shared dreams with other people around you, but you've been too busy thinking you're alone, you're on your own, right? That's the only thing that has value. 
that um, it's like we've lost a way to balance like our compassion with our individual needs. Mm -hmm. And like some of us are like overly compassionate because we just don't really learn how to like set boundaries mm -hmm. for ourselves when we want to help people and do things like that. But then at the other end, it's like we were like so focused on like just fixing on me. We like exclude all these other things or we, we don't see even people as people. We're just like, oh, okay. Like, but then I think like learning that skill set of being like, yeah, I can pursue my own values and my own degrees. But at the same time, I can still be like good to another person. Mm -hmm. like, I can still help them, but to a limited degree sometimes because you're not like you're not like you're not like Jesus, but neither are you like like you're like, you know, like a psychopath just not caring about people. Mm -hmm. But it's like understanding that that in between connecting those two things. A Jesus path. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like, it's like about to be like, what would Jesus do? And I'm like, but I'm I'll try. <laughs> like I should. Yeah, I'll endeavor. Not to what try. he would do. What would he, what would Jesus suggest? <laughs> yeah, would, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, like based on you and how you are, this is the best way you could help this exactly. person. Exactly. Right. Like it's like you know, like it's like you have to remember. Like, what would he do? He would walk in the dirt and yeah. eat some bread. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like those yeah, times he would, are different. He would like, miracles. Like, I don't do that. I don't. I barely wake up in the morning. Like, like and it's just like you know. <laughs> So you have to really think about like what would the best version or the you know, best version, the most capable version of yourself would do. You have to balance getting that bread and breaking yeah. that bread. <laughs> yeah, like, there, you go. there you go. That's the lie. That's, That's the it. bumper sticker. Yeah. Getting that bread, then breaking that bread. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, with that being said, um, can I ask this uh, like this kind of like final question? Because I think yeah. we talked about a lot of the things that disconnect us, disengage us and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think what's always important is trying to find connection again, like reconnecting with things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I like um, that. uh, with you, Andy, and like, uh, the journey you've been through and the sort of like dismay and the troubles, but also rising above, like, again, like I said at the beginning, you're such an inspiration. So the one thing I really want to know is like, what are, what are the things, uh, what kind of things, uh, make you feel a greater sense of connection? Like, what are the things you do? Mm. Um, um, I think to foster my sense of connection um one of the things i do is literally cultivate my inner child like oh. i when i'm feeling like things are really hard and i don't know like how to get back into a place when i feel calm when i feel stable and when i feel like myself like instead of working on my issues or instead of like you know trying to go through it i'll take a step back and just enjoy something like I'll try to do something that makes me laugh really hard or like you know do something for someone else that makes them happy like literally just engaging in things that bring you joy like simple joy not like oh, okay cool like I, I bit on a horse and it won or whatever <laughs> like like literally just like things like playing limbo like things like playing double dutch in a parking lot like literally like getting together with people and being at the core just like fun human beings mm. like and where you're not thinking about what you have to do or the struggles you're facing or like you know mm. all of these heavy things because i think we we really forget that like at the core of us like we're all just like kids mm. you know we're all kids that are like growing up in this world that have had adversities that are having doubts that are having struggles but like when you're able to connect on that very like innate rudimentary level that desire for fun and like that desire to just like connect with another person without having to think about it but just for the sake of joy like it really reminds you that like it's not that deep you know mm -hmm. this is what we're meant to do we're just meant to be like 
raw with one another and not judgmental, not like thinking about all these hard things all the time because it is heavy, like thinking about life, thinking about direction, about connection and all that. But like just not caring really helps me ground myself, like allowing myself to stop caring about everything and just focus on like, all right, like let's take, I'll take a walk in a park with someone that I enjoy or like I'll allow myself to like, you know, listen to a good song or like, you know, share that, share that very just like stripped down version of like happiness with other people really allows me to kind of like come back to my situations with a different perspective with like a perspective like okay like yeah this is hard this is heavy this is difficult but like we're all just like people going through it together and like life is not so serious and life doesn't have to be so heavy like you can still like find ways to like let go and just not care for a little while and for like yeah so I guess in a way like allowing yourself to forget and allowing yourself to just enjoy the simple things like really helps me feel connected to myself and connected to other people's in a way that like you know more advanced or intricate or complicated things like wouldn't allow like obviously like going to classes going to all these things like talking about heavy subjects will help you feel connected but like playing a game with someone that like that brings you to a different kind of place you know Mm -hmm. so i think yeah just like being an honest like simple human with other simple honest humans Mm -hmm. like helps me feel like okay like i can get through this like i can still find joy even when things are hard Mm -hmm. dude like yeah, it's that that. Um, I, yeah, I'm super surprised how well that answer resonated with me. Like, uh, that, I it's so simple, but yeah, like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like. <sighs> it's just like, when's the last time like you played hopscotch or like played a, like a fun little like a fun hand game with someone? Like yeah. some like when's the last time you did something silly like with another friend and we're just dorks together yeah, like, like no expectations no yeah idea. literally just stop caring like like doing silly things is what gives me life like doing silly fun things like gives me that like fuel to keep going like just remembering that, like at the end of the day like whatever you can put on like literally you can get a group of friends together and put on a speaker in your backpack and like take a walk and like dance and that's gonna be more energizing more fun than anything mm-hmm. you know like it's yeah. the simple things. Oh my god, like the the most interesting like I like I'm just feeling all these emotions in my, in my like in my body right now just from you saying all those things. But like I feel like we we always feel like we have to always listen to our adult selves mm-hmm. a lot more than our our child selves, you know? Mm-hmm. And to really bring it out there, like I feel like that's super super important because even those small little small little happiness Mm -hmm. is a resemblance of what makes us truly happy sometimes yeah Yeah. and that's that's like really like what i want to share with people like the thing that i'm super passionate about like bringing is just that sense of silliness is Mm -hmm. that sense of like forgetting about how hard things are about everyone's differences about all these struggles and just like being present and enjoying the present moment with other people regardless of who they are like Mm -hmm. 
Like, I love just, like, being out in public and hearing a silly song and dancing and then having someone else dance with you. <laughs> like, of course you're going to look ridiculous. Of course, like, yeah. but, like, the payoff of, like, being ridiculous with another person is so much better than, like, being, like, cool or comfortable. You're right. Yeah. I, I always think that. I'm like, what? When did looking silly become a bad thing? Like, why? <laughs> why, why does that happen? Like, I love no. being silly, so oh I totally gosh. resonate with that. Like... I, yeah, I think there was a point. Yeah, yeah. I was. I think there was a point where just like being like really like just like yeah, silly or just not serious, whatever. And then and then at a certain point, we're like, that's not like you were not being taken seriously. But that's the whole point. Like, yeah, you, it's, it's yeah. you're not supposed to be taken seriously when you're being silly. Like, this. Yeah. but then it's like it's a reflection of like off your person. So people are like, oh, well, I'm a serious person. I just decided not to be serious at this moment. But if it's gonna be like perception mm-hmm. compounded to the idea yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 that's why. I, yeah, it makes sense yeah. to me. Like, it's just like there are just mo- like because that's like the zest of life. And mm-hmm. I think we we rob ourselves of that because we've been kind of told like. Well, there are better things we should be doing, or we read a be, book, yeah. like <laughs> cool, but also like yeah, yeah I'll read Lord of the Rings. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, cool. Like okay, yeah, I'll read yeah, like, like a, uh, yeah, I should be saving for my retirement, but I'm like <laughs> okay, cool. I'm but also cartoons, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like really just like making sure that you carve out space just to like be a simple like person that's not worried about adult stuff because mm. i that was something that i was ridiculed through like all throughout my life was just like people were like why are you like this like why are you like people were literally be like you're a freak like why are you so weird like why can't you control your facials or your your body or like like i'm always like singing or flailing or you're like being weird like i'm that's just who i am like i've always been like had people talk down to me because of it but then i just realized like no, I can be all of these things. Like, I can be serious. I can be, like, intentional. I can be an adult. But also, I'm allowed to have fun in my everyday life. I'm allowed to be just, like, enjoying the moment. And that's something, like, my dad taught me. Like, he's always just being weird or doing weird stuff or, like, talking to my dog or, like, making weird noises. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm just enjoying myself. <laughs> he's like, that's, like, an important phrase. Like, if you don't enjoy yourself, who else? Like, who's gonna what's enjoy What's the you? point of like living? Like, if you like, like you should like. That's a key ingredient to like having a good life. Is it, can do, would you enjoy yourself? Um, yeah, or... it's like, are you just like, are you are you grinding and grinding and seeing progress and making steps and getting a retirement <laughs> and getting a job? It's like, yes, you can do all of that, but like also just forget about all that. Yeah, As at the same time, like I think like. Uh, really compartmentalizing your life so that you can like have these important hard or not hard but like you know these like serious you know necessary things going on and like have the ball rolling on all of these things but at the same time that's not your present day to diet like current state you don't have to be thinking about these things all the time like mm-hmm. be responsible do the things you need to do to like see progress and continually be moving forward but then within yourself on a day-to-day basis forget about it Mm -hmm. like don't think about like don't think about that all the time because it will be hard if i'm just like like what am i gonna afford healthcare when i'm 30 like (laughs) like am i gonna have like a a good like job a stable like am i gonna have a good like reputation am i gonna like this and this and this and it's like okay yeah i can do things that will build on that but also i don't need to make that who i am those are just facets of your life that's not your entirety Mm -hmm. right 
I really, I think a really good example is when, um, when we were at Cypher Connection. Like, that was fun, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and you were so silly, <laughs> like, on the dance floor right there while everyone was just doing their rapping session. Everyone and was the, intense. Dude, yeah, literally everyone was just, like... Rapping, like, you know, like, drinking a coffee while dancing. Yeah. Coffee's like a hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, but, like, we were all feeling feeling you. Like, it was just so fun to watch. Yeah. And hey, really what's funny is, like, I'm glad that this final thing came out because it explains a lot. Like of your behavior, <laughs> but I'm glad because like, yeah, like I'm I'm sure because that thought maybe had like run through my mind. It's like, why is she like this? <laughs> but then there's there's actual like a, a thought out internal logic to this that actually now makes more like I should be more like this. <laughs> like I should also be like because like there are times where like I'm weird. But it's like, ugh, no, not now. <laughs> like, don't, don't do it here. But then I'm yeah. like, now I have to think, well, we'll win then. If not now, now when? when? And I'm like, you know. It's not me. So, I think that's really important. Like, that'll be a journey for me to, like, understand how I can be silly, like, uh, in those moments. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that because mm-hmm. I think that's going to help me build balance in my life a little bit better. Mm-hmm. There's a Doctor Who quote, I think. Yes. That's a... Um, um, I forget which a doctor he is now. They're the all the same person. No. Same. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. the 10th doctor, Matt Smith, and he was like, don't be afraid to seem ridiculous. Yes. Aww. I'm like, I'd much rather be known for that than... Oh, oh, she was yeah. the serious one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like, in your eulogy, it's like, he was, he, he planned well. <laughs> he was very responsible. No. Very... He's a disciplined man. Yeah, and it's like cool. No. Yeah, it's like when I want people, I want to, I want it to be a fiesta. Like I want people to like yeah. be blowing party streamers, hey, throw confetti hey. on my body, like whatever. Like. People to tell like the crazy stories. Like we went and did this one thing, and it was the funnest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. precious memory. You know, yeah, that like starts. that's what you're gonna take with you. Or like I played uh, a guitar solo on a tank at this rodeo area. Did you? No, no. no Wait, no, what? Not me. <laughs> Like, it was saying, a Doctor Who reference. I thought uh, you would get it. It was uh, it was when he was uh, the older Doctor Who, when uh, like they were trying to find the, where he turned into, and they found him playing a guitar solo on top of a tank. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, so that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I remember that now. <laughs> but yeah, um, can you bring it to like King Arthur's court or something? Maybe. Yeah, it was I, like I it, was it was like this is a place where there's not meant to be a tank or an electric <laughs> guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and on that note, <laughs> yeah, on that note, um, but yeah, like Andy, um, I just want to thank you again for being a guest on this podcast. Like, you just shared like such amazing knowledge, and um, um, I I hope our guests got some wonderful you know messages that you've shared on this episode. Um, and uh, is is there anything that you you want to ask us or anything like that? Mm, what's your favorite way to be silly? Ooh. Oh, okay. So one thing. One thing. Oh, okay. Um, so I have like, so some like for me, like you guys know, kind of like I do. Like one thing I like to do is make puns. But based <laughs> off of that, what I like to do now is I, I make jokes in my head. Like I, I purposely invent dad jokes in my yes. head. So I'll yes. be like, like you know, like you know, like. When you're sleeping nicely, what what would you call someone who's sleeping ni- nicely but is making a mess? And be like, they're nap kind. <laughs> 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 
what? <laughs> that's what I say. They're not good. But that's, that's what I say. Like, this is like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I really wow. just want to be kind of like, yeah, just like, yeah, and then, yeah, and then just be like, huh? <laughs> I'm winking and did the only but yeah, that's that's diverge. I I try to invent dad jokes based off like things that I'll see. And I don't be like, You're okay. trying to take those dad jokes, but I think you need to go a little farther. With ah! ah! All right, that was, that was good. That was good. That was good. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like I would just do that, and then I would just try to invent them. Like like because you think who would make these jokes. <laughs> and like, and then, and then you, I realized, oh, I would make these well, jokes because I'm, I'm inventing them in my head. <laughs> I'm glad that you do that because everyone needs a little Papa humor. Uh, the uh, right. For those who don't know, that's my last name, so that's why that's funny. Daddy. So <laughs> you should be able to hear your laughter. <laughs> <laughs> this. Yeah, perfect. All right, that's me. That's oh, me. I love it. Um, I like to when I'm out and about. Sometimes I <laughs> pretend like anything's a balance beam. So, I like to do that, whether it's just like a line on the floor, or I do the like, if there's colored tiles on the Ooh. floor, like try and hop just to the mm-hmm. specific ones. If there's like a bench, I can like walk off and then jump off of. <laughs> I also like to um, just randomly, I'll like lie upside down or like yes. lean backwards, oh, like yeah. the wrong way in a chair. <laughs> All into that vestibular activation. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really like that one laying upside down on my bed. Like if I'm really stressed out, like it just changing my perspective and like, oh, the blood is rushing to mm-hmm. my head. This is kind of like, yeah, oh, it's wow. actually, um, that's a really important technique used for like trauma healing yeah. and like anxiety, like literally just like dangling yourself in non-human ways you're like all right now i'm sideways or like okay yeah. now i'm upside down like you're just like all right well like when you do that to a baby when you just like when they're crying and you like flip them a weird way they're just like oh uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right you're not crying no more but like you seem you seem you seem like you like it you're just confused yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also like i Almost only like to watch cartoons. Yes. Not only, oh, but like I, I like watching cartoons and or like just animated mm-hmm. things. And I do like to crack myself up. Like I like to laugh at my own jokes, mm-hmm. oh, say funny yeah. things. Nice. I definitely get. That I do too. amuse myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's Diggity. cool. I like that. Thank you. I, I like the cartoon part. Yeah. I I love watching cartoons. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're more interesting sometimes when when it comes to. Compared to cartoons versus TV shows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, for me, uh, I don't think I've ever shared... Well, I think I shared it with you, Cedric. Um, I like out-of-the-ordinary humor. Mm. Um, you got you to gotta, you gotta give a definition of what yeah. that means. I, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's, on the, one of it's, podcasts. Stories, yeah, it's right? like humor that doesn't make sense. It's like... Like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Kind <laughs> that of was like a that. very specific example. Because I know exactly <laughs> what kind of offbeat humor. Where it's just like the funny is in... How much it doesn't make sense. Yeah, how yes. absurd this all is. Have you, have you ever watched their show, The Flying Circus? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I haven't. No. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, the it, Ministry of Silly Walks yeah. is like one of my favorite things. It's like it's like when someone's just like randomly just um, just uh, on a sewing machine making a magic shirt, and someone throws a bomb in the room for no reason. It's yeah, like, I what? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> or the Vikings come in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Or like the guy who plays that coconut with mm-hmm. that, yep. and he's the horse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that's my kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Like silly things. I feel like I'm gonna try to see if I can add another silly thing to me now. I like that. Because mm-hmm. I would be like, 
what did I what did I used to do that I would engage think engage like, in your uh, silliness repertoire? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, gotta, I gotta reconnect with that and be like, okay, like oh yeah, I used to do that all the time. I remember this one thing that I used to do in order to tolerate my ex girlfriend going shopping oh. all the time. Oh, oh no. yeah, I remember this. this. Story so I many times. times. Like she would go shopping <laughs> to these different stores, right? And so I would be like. Okay, so for me to make this enjoyable, I tricked my mind into thinking like I will fart in every single one of these stores, like no. and just be like, it's like, and then whisper in her ear like, hey, I farted in this one. <laughs> if I, I farted in this one, and then um, my mom does that to me. We're like out and about, she's like, I just farted. I'm like, great. <laughs> and that's like, yeah, it's so, it'll be just one of those things where I'm like. I don't think I'll do that one again, but yeah. I'll try to find something else because I think that's really awesome mm. to find silly things. Yeah. Silly themed events are also just like, and like they, like on Facebook, like, you know, there's like, oh, like on campus, it's like, oh, on August 14th, we're all going to stand around the bell tower and scream. Like, <laughs> just, like just like, or like we're going to Naruto run across the lower oh, field. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, like it. it's just like, you're like, okay, this is like a silly thing. It's easy to accomplish and then you do it. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, it's been done. Like, and it's just like, all right, like, or like my friends and I used to be like, make silly videos. We're like, all right, let's just go to the mall in a wig. Like, let's just go to the mall in a wig and like do, make a weird video. <laughs> like, and like, it's just like, it's like a silly, it's like, re-evaluating like goals and being like alright this is literally like a goal I can accomplish right now oh, it yeah. takes no effort but it's fun it's literally like work for the sake of fun right you know? mm-hmm. like yeah that's true right like yeah I like the idea that you said reevaluate goals because it's like yeah yeah you can have you can ha- you're allowed to have like fun silly goals like yeah you're allowed to be like alright everyone like let's dress up in our pajamas and we're gonna like walk around like downtown at like 3pm <laughs> like it's literally just like you're like everything's fake. Life isn't real. This is all an illusion. Like I mean, just like I just imagine myself as like, okay, one of my goals is to to have like a you know like maybe a higher paying job, but also another goal is to paint uh, a face on a beach ball and throw it at my best friend's face. Exactly. Like, yeah. That reminds me of one time in high school, my friends and I we had gone to Oliveira Square in LA, mm-hmm. and that's like a popular thing and somebody had bought like this super glittery luchador mask <gasps> and i wore it like walked all the way home from the train station oh my god <laughs> like, to my friends i was just wearing this like mask and like waving at people <laughs> oh that's <laughs> another thing i really love to do is wave at people on escalators yes wave and like anywhere driving actually by. anywhere <laughs> that's true and see if they'll like wave at me back yeah, I like to make that, that the, the notion where you like you point at your eyes and you point at someone else. <laughs> and then you wave, you're like, you're like, hey, and you're like, I see you. Yeah. You're looking at me, what's up? <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, oh my god, um, this has been amazing, Andy. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for inviting me out. I'm so honored to be on here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. But yeah, um, how will our guests and our audience find you on social media? You don't. I find you. (gasps) Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all right. You can't can't hide. (laughs) I'm making the eye motions toward myself towards you through this podcast. Yes. No, um, I mean, uh, right now, um, the platform that I'm uh, organizing through the most is just going to be Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is almond milk, but it's spelled all mind milk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can find me on there. I'm going to probably start like uh, branching out into other facets of like media, but for now that's like my main, my main crits. <clears throat> TikTok. I, I haven't made a TikTok yet. Oh, 
right? No, I no, wow. no, wait, hold, no. Wow. I, I thought I saw a TikTok I made like maybe filter. one TikTok oh, okay. in my whole life. But and you saw it. You saw it. I saw it, yeah. Wow, Alex, you're, I, I'm, I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> As I did the eye thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll start yeah, branching off into other weird, silly, like, mediums. But for now, Instagram's my, uh, my go-to. Because okay. apparently Tumblr's not a thing anymore. Oh, yeah. So they say, I still use it. No, mm-hmm. you, then you do you. But I remember, yeah, when Tumblr was, a, like, a major thing. Yeah, no, I guess it's, it's a, my. It's, it's I my, I think it's the ultimate platform. <laughs> I, I honestly do. I think it's the ultimate media platform because every kind of media is mm-hmm. shared with mm-hmm. the same importance. Right. And the same like you get as you get as much out of a text post as you do like a video. Whereas like on Instagram or like right. Twitter, it's not it's not given the same weight. Mm-hmm. And like oh you, yeah, I get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think yeah. Anyway, yeah, because yeah, when Tumblr's I look at Tumblr, boat. like yeah, like I I don't know. I'm not expecting just one type of media. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, okay. you, yeah, you and you like curate it and like, mm-hmm. like you don't have Twitter's like dedicated to solely one. Like, not that I've seen. I don't use Twitter that much either, but um, I think Twitter is my same handle to all my milk. But <laughs> I don't mm. use it. It's like, um, yeah, like you, you, you don't like follow blogs that are just photography, really, or like mm-hmm. dust like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Tumblr's goat. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, and like always, uh, if you'd like to follow us on uh, the podcast Instagram handle, it's going to be creative underscore. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> creative underscore what do you want? Underscore. Yes, <laughs> that's what I wanted, Cedric. <laughs> emotions. So yeah, creative underscore underscore emotions. Um, and to follow me, Alex, um, my Instagram handle is L three L A C K F R O S T underscore L E. I need to find my TikTok handle, but okay. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that's all. That's not part of his thing. The TikTok handle. Oh, yeah. Mine is Papacetti eighty eight P A P A C E double D Y eight eight. And if you're looking for me, Jenny, I'm at Curiously Radiant on Instagram. All right, guys. Um, thank you for everyone who's listening to this episode and. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Yeet. Bye. Yeet. 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 Podcast over. Yeet. <laughs>